podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system, DLS. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. The Armchair Cricket Podcast. News from Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast. A podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. In this digest episode, we can take a look at the squads for India to the Australian tour the ongoing Pakistan and Zimbabwe cricket series, as well as the latest updates from IPL and other cricketing stories from around the world. So let's first take a look at, you know, the squad that uh, has been released uh, by the BCCI. So first of all, if you look at the T20 squad, we have uh, seen that uh, Shikhar Dhawan has made a comeback. Varun Chakravarti, who's been the most successful finger spinner in the ongoing edition of IPL, has made his way into the squad. So... Uh, Virat Kohli is the captain. KL Rahul has been elevated to vice-captaincy as well as he's been named as a wicket-keeper. He'll have a backup in Sanju Samson, for sure, as the wicket-keeper. But when we look at the spinners, so you have Varun Chakravarti, Ravindra Jadeja, Washington Sundar, Yuzvendra Chahal. You see a very strong spin attack and uh, it'll be backed by Jaspreet Bumrah, Bahamad Shami, Navdeep Saini and Deepak Chahar as a fast bowlers. Hardik Pandya is included in the squad and uh, we don't know if he'll play really as an all-rounder or just as a batsman. The other notable absentee is uh, Rohit Sharma, but we see that Rohit Sharma has been left out of all the squads, uh, all three squads in fact, because of the ongoing hamstring injury that he's facing in the IPL. When we look at the test match squad, again we see that KL Rahul has made it back into the squad. Rishabh Pan has been retained in the test squad, but he has lost his position in the limited over squads. Vridiman Saha will probably still start as the number one keeper and Pant probably his understudy. This will remain to be seen. Uh, Rahane is the vice captain in the squad. We have all the usual uh, test match specialists. These might be Cheteshwar Pujara, Anuma Vihari, as well as um, you know the likes of Umesh Yadav and Kuldeep Yadav who are in the squad. Ashwin is also in the squad and Mohamed Siraj has also made it to the test squad. So this is a let's say, made-in uh, breakthrough for Mohamed Siraj, who's been doing really well in uh, the Ranji Trophy as well as the long-format uh, cricket in the Indian domestic scene. Now, we were to switch focus onto the Zimbabwe store of Pakistan. Uh, well, it has not been going really well for Zimbabwe, both on and off the field. Their coach, head coach, Lal Chandrasput, had decided to skip the tour, uh, listening to the advice given to him by the Indian government. And uh, Douglas Hondo, the bowling coach, was uh, going to be the interim uh, coach for the store. A couple of their players who were put on standby for the tour, so Regis Chakabwa and uh, Missin Maruma, were found to have COVID and they had to self-isolate themselves. Luckily, they were in a different part of the hotel uh, from the rest of the squad. Coming back to the results on field, Zimbabwe have also not fared very well there. In the first ODI, uh, the ODI series is being played in Rawalpiti. In the first ODI, they lost to Pakistan after, you know, mounting a very serious challenge. So right up until about three to four hours remaining in the game, they stood a good chance, but they did not have the finishers to take the game home. So uh, batting first, Pakistan made 281 on the back of Imamul Haq's 58. 
Harris held 71 and some you know, brisk hitting towards the end by Imad Wasim who made 34. Uh, this was sort of chaseable and Zimbabwe came up with a very strong reply. In fact, uh, their openers failed, but um, Craig Irwin made 41, Brenda Taylor 112 and uh, Wesley Madhavere, a very promising 20-year-old, made a 55. But once Taylor and Madhavere got out, Sikandar Raza failed and there was not a lot offered by the tail. And from, you know, uh, 245, they collapsed all the way to 255 all out. So thanks to a 5-4, Shahin Shah Afridi took a 5-4 and uh, Wahab Riyas took a 4-4 but also, you know, took a couple of very good catches in the field to support him. This was the first ODI. In the second ODI, again, Zimbabwe batted first. They were only able to make 206. So in this was uh, Sean Williams making 75, Brendan Taylor making 36, but not a lot of other contributions. And Pakistan chased it down very comfortably, making 208 for 4 in just 35 overs. So that means, you know, Zimbabwe have lost the one-day series. There's one more game to go. Maybe they can pull one back there. And uh, there is the T20I series as well. So now, moving on to IPL. We had sort of discussed up to game 41 in the previous episode. And in the interim, in our episode with Cricket Canada podcast, we went through the other games last weekend. So if you were to start taking a look at the games from match 44 onwards. So this is the game where Chennai Super Kings comfortably beat RCB. So... Somewhat, the fluc- there was a big fluctuation in the fortunes of both RCP and Delhi Capitals this week. We have seen that Delhi Capitals have lost four matches in a row and RCB have lost three matches in a row. And they are just hanging on to their top spots in the tables thanks to their you know victories in the previous set of matches. So, in this game, uh, Bangalore batted unusually cautiously. Kohli made a 50 of 43 and De Villiers 39 of 36. But neither could really accelerate and the rest of their middle order... Mohin, Morris, Kurkira Singh, they could not really make much of a contribution. And Chennai comfortably chased it down with Ruturaj Gaikwad scoring 65. That basically meant, you know, the momentum that RCB had built up until this point was beginning to go. The only team that remains untouched in the top three from this loss of momentum is Mumbai Indians. And even once they were affected, in the next match, the 45th match, Rajasthan Royals came up with a stunning, stunning chase. And they beat Mumbai Indians. And it took a superhuman effort, it must be said. So, Mumbai batted first and set a you know, very tough chase of 195 thanks to 60 from just 21 balls by Hardik Pandya. But the way Ben Stokes started, he almost had a point to prove, looks like. So, he made an unbeaten 107 from 60 balls. He was very well supported by Sanju Samson, who made 54 from just 31 balls. And they chased this target down with... 10 balls to spare. So it was a wonderful batting effort there from Rajasthan Royals who kept, you know, their chances alive. When we look at the 46th game, we see that in this game, again, Kings 11 Punjab who are on a bright run, they continued this thanks to, you know, their batting lineup. So first of all, their bowlers tied down Kolkata to 149 for 9. And then their top four just blew the target away thanks to, a, you know, 51 of just 29 balls by Gale. And Mandeep Singh making an unbeaten 66 as well. You know, this meant Kings 11, Punjab had won five games on the bounce. So this was an incredible comeback by them. And they, at this stage, at least looked like they would come back, come into the top four. It must be said here, Mandeep Singh playing after the loss of his father the previous day and he couldn't go back. So both him and Nitish Rana, who played the previous game after the loss of his uh, father-in-law. So our condolences to both these players and we really appreciate the courage it must have taken for both these players to take field in maybe a matter of few hours of having listened to such tough news. So, well done to both of them. Moving on, in the next game, again, RCB, whose momentum was lagging, had the same problem 
they batted first made 164 but then this total was comfortably chased by you know mumbai it looked like a walk in the park surakumar yadav making 79 and you know he was equally well supported by a couple of you know good contributions all down the order but it was uh, you know surakumar yadav show it must be said and then in the next game this is i'm talking about the 50th game kings 11 punjab were finally stopped in their tracks by rajasthan royals so this was a very crucial blow as far as kings 11 were concerned and they had to win the last game that was following that one but in this game again rajasthan royals came up with a wonderful chase where you know matching their 196 in the previous game in this game they managed to chase 186 with 15 balls to spare so this was again fantastic uh, in this game however it must be said chris gale who made a 99 and was out in very uncustomary fashion in the last over took kings 11 to a very challenging 185 but then robin uttappa made 30 Ben Stokes 50, Sanju Samson continued making 48 and Steven Smith and Josh Butler finished the game off and this was a very comfortable win again for Rajasthan Royals. Coming to the games that were held in this weekend. So we are now looking at the 51st game. We see again Delhi Capitals really really flagging because uh, batting first they managed only 110 in their entire quota of overs. So that was a very low score as far as they were concerned because there were no real solid contributions. Shreyas Iyer made 25 and Pant 21 but neither of those guys could really go ahead and you know one of them usually bats till the end they take that into 140 150 that becomes a challenging score but not in this game so mumbai were all round really brilliant here and their bowlers like bolt took 3 bumrah took 3 as well and the spinners were also very good but when it came to their chase really ishan kishan who made an unbeaten 72 of 47 and quinton de cock sort of sealed the game with their first uh, wicket partnership of 68 runs Once Quinton de Kock was dismissed, Surekumar Yadav came in and they just saw the chase home with, you know, uh, 94 balls left. That was, that was a wonderful, wonderful chase. The entire Delhi Capitals bowling lineup also has suddenly begun to look very, very toothless with Kagisora Bada and Heinrich Norkia who are both very, very incisive as well as very threatening in the first half of the IPL looking a bit jaded. When we talk about why there could be this dip, you know, this four-match loss for DC and three-match loss for rcb maybe some of the players are getting a bit ground down by the bubble that they have to stay in uh, we were discussing in one of our previous episodes that uh, they can't even leave their rooms they can't even go to the lobby sometimes and that can get a bit frustrating i'm sure so we don't know if that is the reason because rcb continued the same problem because in the second game of the double header on saturday in the 52nd match rcb batted first made just 120 it was really not a 120 pitch you know this pitch in sharja we know is slowing down for sure uh, for a pitch that was sort of averaging 200 180 190 in the first couple of games has slowed down but this pitch was not a 150 pitch and again bangalore seemed to be batting well within themselves Josh Philippi made 32 and then ABD Willis 24 but they were also scoring at only run a ball and in the end you know some slightly defensive batting by Gurkirat Singh who could not really get going it brought Bangalore only to 120 for 7 and then you know sunrises were very very happy and with Ridhiman Saha continuing his sterling form uh, he made 39 he he himself was not scoring very fast but you know considering they were only chasing run a ball Manish Pandey made 26 and Jason Holder came in at the end and just uh, knocked off the remaining runs and this was a very crucial win for Sunrisers Hyderabad because this means their net run rate has been pushed into positive 0.555. This is a very very good run net run rate and if it ever comes down to net run rate you can say for sure Sunrisers Hyderabad will have their noses in front. Now moving to the games of the double header on Sunday. So the first of those games was 
between Kings 11 Punjab and CSK. So this was a do or die game as far as Kings 11 Punjab were concerned because they had lost the game to Rajasthan Royals previously. So they had to come all guns blazing and they really could not do that unfortunately even though rahul and mayank agarwal began very briskly mayank agarwal has come back into the squad after uh, you know uh, recovering from the injury they could only make 153 for 6 that too thanks to uh, deepak kuda who made 62 of just 30 balls in the end and this was sort of a fighting total on this pitch uh, in between the number of balls that went dots were really inexplicable because after the first power play kings 11 in the next 5 hours made 16 for 2 which is you know, bad even in a regular one day, probably, uh, let alone in a, you know, do or die game in a IPL. But all in all, the 153 for 6 was not going to be a challenge. And Chennai Super Kings were on a resurgence, finished off their campaign really strongly with, uh, you know, Rutraj Gaikwad making another unbeaten 62. And Fafti Plessy made a very brisk 48 to make sure the game was killed off. And then Rayadu stepped in and made a runnable 30. But all in all, Chennai won comfortably with more than an over to spare. This meant Chennai were going to finish 7th. Because in the last game of the doubleheader, Kolkata Knight Riders beat Rajasthan Royals, thereby knocking them out. So, batting first, Kolkata had an interesting sort of a up and down sort of an innings. Because uh, Shubman Gill started well. He made 36 of just 24 balls. He was supported well by Tripathi, who made 39 of just 34. But then, there were a lot of ducks in the top six. Three, in fact. And two of those were first ballers. Both Dinesh Karthik and Nitish Rana scored a first ball duck. But Oyen Morgan held one end strong by scoring 68 of just 35 balls. And he was well supported by Dreras. And Dreyrasal, who's coming back from injury, who scored 25 of 11. And then Pat Cummins, who made 15. So this 191 with such a strong bowling attack was always going to be a bridge too far. And that's how it proved out. You know, Rajasthan Royals had chased 196 and 186 in their previous two games. But against this attack, that was not going to work, unfortunately. Robin Uttapa was 6 and out. Ben Stokes made a brisk 18, but was already dismissed in the first over. So after that, uh, Smith, Samson failed. And Parag also failed. That meant the writing was on the wall. Josh Butler fought back with 35 of just 22. Tevatia made 31 and Shreyas Gopal remained unbeaten on 23. But Rajasthan could only total 131 for 9. That meant Rajasthan Royals was knocked out. And, you know, if you were to take a quick look at the board. Mumbai Indians are right on top. 13 games and 18 points. They're clearly going to be the top-ranked team going into the qualifiers. Who will remain the second team is going to be a very interesting tussle. This will totally depend on the game tomorrow where RCB and Delhi Capitals face each other. We know both of these teams are on a downward spiral, but they'll have to dig deep, find that, you know, one of the players, they have enough match winners in their lineups. One of them has to find this something within him and maybe as a team they click. And, you know, uh, whichever team will win this game is going to finish second. But the loser will really be in a bit of a panicky situation because then they have to hope either SRH loses to Mumbai Indians because SRH have a very good net run rate. We already discussed this. Or if SRH wins, the net run rate of the losing team is above that of KKR. So KKR after today's win have finished with a net run rate of minus 0.214. So they have to finish above this. So currently RCB have a net run rate of minus 0.145. And therefore, they are second on the table ahead of Delhi Capitals, who are third with minus 0.159. Both these teams have the same points, that is 14. So, it's, let's say, a couple of very interesting days of IPL coming up. And since we are on the last week, we can already expect a lot of interesting, interesting games. Because after these two games, the qualifiers start. But also, the Women's T20 Challenge starts from the 4th of November. This is also something we are really looking forward to. And we hope we'll get a very entertaining a short but you know a sweet segment of women's cricket here
Moving on, if you were to take a quick look at all the news from around the world of cricket. First of all, we discussed the Pakistan-Zimbabwe series. We, we know that you know, Mohamed Amir, Shoaib Malik have been overlooked for the squad and Sarfraz Ahmed has been dropped as well. So, you know, there are distinctive signs here. Pakistan are now beginning to invest in new blood in youngsters. And Shadab Khan, a young gun himself who's sort of proven himself already at the highest level, has been named as the vice-captain across all white ball teams. In other sort of rumours that we always hear, um, we've heard that Azhar Ali might be replaced as the test captain. Uh, they have the upcoming tour of New Zealand where they'll also play tests Pakistan. And we hear he might be replaced because he's had his yearly appraisal with the board chief. And we don't know if that will mean, you know, maybe somebody like Mohamed Rizwan, who's the keeper, but also a very, very, you know, a good performer over the last 12 to 18 months for the Pakistan might be taking over as the captain or it might be very well that they may choose to trust all the three formats with Baba Razam, who's already the captain of the limited over formats. Now, if you were to look at other T20 league news that is going to come up after IPL. So, for example, BBL, we've got to know that normally BBL always used to allow two overseas players in each BBL team. Now, it has been increased to three. So, that means probably the overseas uh, players contingent can have a real impact on the outcome of the game as well. Uh, when we move to Lanka Premier League, LPL, they already had conducted a draft and they had many foreign players chosen as marquee players by different teams. But we've come to know that uh, five foreign players, including Andre Russell, Milan, David Milan, Fafti Plessy, have decided to pull out. In some cases, it's a burnout. some cases, they are sick of the bubble that they're already a part of for different tournaments that they've been playing. In some cases, no real reason has been provided or has been forthcoming. On the other hand, Somebody like Irfan Pathan, who's uh, who's not Irfan Pathan had not played for India in a while, but he's gotten a kick with Candy Tuskers here. So that's a very good news as far as Irfan Pathan is concerned. When we look at some of the upcoming tours, so first of all, there has been a lot of uh, discussion about whether India's tour of Australia will even go ahead. So there's a go ahead from the Australian government. So that's good. Queensland was really. Uh, keen to host some of the matches now they are not keen to host and so on and so on so it looks like Indian Indian team will land and practice in Sydney where the WBBL would be coming to an end and they could reuse those facilities also it could very well be that once all the test formats players also assemble and they start practicing after completing their quarantine while even a limited overs game might be in progress some of the test specialists might either play a game among themselves or they might get a 11 pit to face them. So there might be two sets of uh, Indian squads that might be in action on that day. So all of this will remain to be seen once we see the actual full itinerary. Now, when it comes to how ICC have decided to tackle the loss of cricket. So there have been a lot of cricket that has been lost due to COVID. We know this. So one of the ideas that have been proposed is to split points for all of the series that have been lost. So as things stand, some of the series that were either not played or postponed were Sri Lanka-England, two tests. Pakistan-Bangladesh, one test were played, the other was postponed. Bangladesh-Australia, two tests were postponed. Sri Lanka-Bangladesh, three. West Indies-South Africa, two. And Bangladesh-New Zealand, two. It looks like Bangladesh has lost a chunk of their playing time. So has Sri Lanka and um, some of the other teams. So that means in order to try and make sure the World Test Championship cycle ends on the same date, the ICC is probably considering just splitting the points of these series. But one of the other proposals is to just let the cycle run on for another 12 months and then decide the World Test Championship uh, winner. So we are yet to hear any definitive news. So at least as things stand, only India and England 
have remained unaffected by these games test matches that have been postponed due to covid and now that we know there's going to be an england tour of south africa it's only a limited overs tour but also at the big indian tour of australia where they'll play the all format tour so in this case it's going to be very very interesting in other uh, you know spicy news <laughs> in the toss at ipl uh, super kings captain uh, captain fantastic mahendra singh dhoni was asked if he was going to retire from ipl if he was playing his last game with a smile and the confidence of dhoni of old he looked into the eyes of the commentator who asked him and said no this is not going to be his last game so uh, all of you who are fans of tala can uh, you know breathe a sigh of relief considering that the next ipl will probably be played in the regular ipl window that is march april in india it might very well mean that dhoni might just you know play one more series it's only 6 months away and he definitely looks fit enough and uh, hungry enough and maybe the runs will also start flowing as far as you know his booming bat is concerned so let's wait and watch about it uh, when we go back to some of the you know news related to uh, our hero kapil dev so he was suddenly hospitalized and had to have an emergency heart surgery and angioplasty but since then we've got to know in a matter of a week you know as cricket fans lurched from total panic to back to heaving a sigh of relief because he's had this operation he's now in stable condition and in fact even been released from the hospital we have already discussed in many episodes the battle that's been going on between the south african cricket board as well as the south african olympics committee which is you know de facto led by the government of south africa so now in order to accede to the requests or i would even use the word threats by the minister of south africa the entire csa board has resigned with immediate effect so that means there'll be an interim board convened by the south african olympic committee and they will be overseeing cricket in south africa one of the first appointees has already come to light victor ampitsang who was a south african fast bowler who represented south africa at the highest level for in a couple of games he's been chosen as the new convener of selectors so uh, let's see if you know this new interim committee that's going to be drafted can do a good job of you know first of all taking south african cricket forward but also keeping the other stakeholders like the sports minister and the south african olympic committee happy in a bit of good news alim dar uh, the pakistani umpire has broken the record for the most odis uh, to be officiated in so basically he took over from rudy curtson so in uh, he's now standing in his 210th game actually and he's broken this record in the pakistan versus zimbabwe second odi so congrats congratulations to mr alim dar we already know he's the highest uh, you know test match officiator so he took over this record from steve buckner and uh, you know he's is a very very solid umpire to say that since he debuted in 2000 he's been on the list of elite umpires or the elite panel for umpires for 16 years that's that's quite something nobody has probably managed this not even some of uh, legends of umpiring it must be called like um, you know simon toffel or buckner all of these people probably this guy is going to go on and umpire and probably be recognized in the same you know breadth as the likes of dicky bird and so on and maybe on david shepard so congratulations mr alim dar and we hope your career progresses from strength to strength all right those were all the news uh, that we wanted to cover in this digest episode so as always we thank you for listening to us and if you have any thoughts that you would like to share with us please do write in at amche.cricket@gmail.com or you could also communicate with us using our twitter handle at @amchaircricketpod we are always on air at least during the finishing games of ipl and certain other international games are ongoing we hope to have your company in the upcoming episode as well having said all that it's a goodbye from me take care bye bye the armchair cricket podcast you saw